Welcome to Mapping Your Inner Landscape. My name is Jill Kaler and I'm a registered clinical counselor. Join me to explore how to create more conscious and compassionate connection with yourself and others. Why look inwards? In the words of Aristotle, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to introduce a technique that can sometimes be helpful when feeling overwhelmed by thoughts and feelings. Dan Siegel, a psychiatrist and neuroscientist says, you gotta name it to tame it. Before we can shift or heal our distress, we first need to be able to non-judgmentally identify our thoughts, emotions, and body sensations. As you learn to identify these different parts of yourself and learn to befriend and soothe them, your internal space becomes less scary and starts to feel safer. As it gets easier to recognize and take care of those parts you are identifying, it also becomes easier to choose how you respond instead of simply reacting. Building this sort of relationship with ourselves takes time. And in this episode, we're going to explore an important first step. But before I talk more about it, I'd like to take you through a short guided exercise. Allow yourself to settle in wherever you are. If it feels comfortable, close your eyes. Notice how your body is being supported. Notice the points of contact between your body and the surface you're on. Scanning from the top of your head to your toes, just sense into how your body is feeling. Maybe there's a heaviness or lightness, tension or ease, numbness or tingling not needing to change anything or do anything, but just taking a moment to notice how are you in this moment. Now allow your attention to move a little more deeply into your internal space. Maybe asking yourself, what's between me and feeling a little more okay? And then take a moment to notice what might be there. Maybe there's some strong emotions or some persistent thoughts. Maybe emotions like sadness or anxiety or anger or something more vague like unease. Or it could be thoughts like I'm overwhelmed or I have too much to get done. I'll just give you a moment here to see what's around for you, what's pulling your attention. Once you identify an emotion or a thought, I'd invite you to try saying it to yourself in two different ways. For example, I am scared. A part of me is scared. 
I am anxious, a part of me is anxious. With whatever thought or emotion you're noticing, just try repeating those two sentences to yourself a couple of times. I am, a part of me is. And as you say whatever you're saying to yourself in those two different ways, check in with your body and see what you notice. Is there any difference in how those two sentences land on you? Just take a moment there and see what you notice. And then whenever you're ready, just opening your eyes again if they're closed. What was that like? People will often say that when they said a part of me versus I am, they felt ever so slightly less tense or slightly more at ease. Don't worry if you didn't notice any difference. Like any practice, it takes time. But eventually, what you'll notice is that you start to feel more space internally. By being specific that only a part of you is feeling or thinking in a certain way, and not all of you, something begins to shift. This isn't magic, nor is it just semantics. When we say I am, that means all of me. There can be no other way to be. Psychologists label this as over-identification, and it can be quite trapping to only be able to be one way. So no wonder over-identification can increase our distress. On the other hand, using words like a part of me labels the data I'm noticing, but also leaves the possibility that there might be other parts of ourselves that we may have other ways of viewing what we are experiencing. Here's another way to think about the difference between I am and part of me. Imagine being caught in a storm. You are getting pelted with rain and blown around by the wind. It's pretty wild and chaotic. Now imagine being at some distance from the storm, maybe inside, looking out at the storm through a window. When we are observing it from a distance, we can observe and watch all the parts of the storm without getting tossed around by it. Just to note, the words themselves aren't so important. You could say a part of me or something in me or some other variation. The powerful piece is creating the differentiation between our whole self and an experience we are observing in some part of ourselves. So like I was mentioning, this is a practice that takes time to develop. And so as an experiment, I'd invite you to be attentive to your thoughts and feelings over the next little while. When you catch yourself thinking, I am, or I feel, experiment changing the sentence to a part of me thinks, or a part of me feels. I completely understand that this can be difficult to catch in the moment. If that's the case, try setting a timer on your phone for once a day to stop and try this out, 
or in the morning when you first get up or at the end of the day. You can try saying it to yourself, but even more useful can be to write it down in a journal or your phone. That way you can also track any patterns in your thoughts and feelings. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact me at jill at communicatingwell.com. Until next time, take care. Bye.